Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Strip and Panic. My name is Joe. I'm joined by by Stephen Housen and Jay Motti. Thanks, producer Cam, for that excellent little uh, bit of a help there. This is your captain speaking and have a great podcast. Yeah, I don't know what he was doing. He cut himself off. He cut himself off. (laughs) <laughs> um, we're going to be talking about the Super League, uh, the protest that happened yesterday, the response that the Premier League have already issued. I mean, not necessarily a response to United, but a response to the Super League in general. Steve and Jay, I don't even think know about this. Uh, this no, is bre- basically breaking news. Breaking that's come news. Out in the last 10 minutes. Um, wow, that is breaking news. Let us know in the comments what you think of this. Let's just go straight into it, because like I said, you two haven't heard this. Um, I've briefly read over it, so I kind of have a rough idea. But this is coming out of Sky. This is a, uh, basically a statement that's come from the Premier League. They have said that Premier League clubs must sign an owner's charter in wake of the European Super League fiasco. And what Pre- therein is the owner's charter, Joe? Well, let me tell you. Premier League clubs will be required to sign up to a new owner's charter with significant sanctions for breaches of rules in the wake of the proposed breakaway European Super League. Liverpool United, we don't need to go into that, but in a statement... Um, the Premier League said it was taking several measures to protect our game, our clubs and their fans from further disruption and uncertainty. They include a new charter that allows all owners, uh, sorry, that all owners will be required to sign up to, committing them to the core principles of the Premier League. Breaches of these rules and the charter will be subject to significant sanctions. It added uh, that is enlisting the support of the government to bring in appropriate legislation to protect football's open pyramid, principles of sporting merit and the integrity of the football community. A spokesperson for the FA has said, since we became aware of the European Super League, our priority and focus has been on preventing it from happening now and in the future. Throughout this period, we have been uh, in ongoing discussions with the government, the Premier League and UEFA. In particular, we have been discussing legislation with the government that would allow us to prevent any similar threat in the future so that we can protect the English football pyramid. Last week, we started off an inquiry. Uh, so there is an official inquiry into the Super League. Um, uh, we, wrote off, we wrote to all the clubs to formally request all relevant information and evidence regarding their participation. Uh, once, we take the required, uh, once we have the required information, we will consider what appropriate steps to take. But essentially, there's going to be an owner's charter that all owners must sign up to. Um, and I think the suggestion is that it will prevent something like a Super League from happening. It basically grants more power to the Premier League in terms of what owners of clubs can and can't do with their or club. enact the, the 51% season ticket holder vote thing and then ensure that this doesn't happen anyway because the, it's not it's not like the Premier League's never going to have a shit idea, is it? They wanted to do 39 games, remember that? Well, yeah, was one of them abroad. Yeah. 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 Just I mean, a random game selected. It's going to be in Dubai and you'll play, I don't know, Fulham. Fucking, yeah, quality. So, like, no, it needs to go a step further than that. I mean, all right, this is good because it stops this sort of thing, but it doesn't stop every instance of utter shit ideas because the Premier League have had them in the past. Mm. It needs to be fans. 
It yeah. needs to be fans. I don't want it to be Scudamore or whoever, whichever gelled suit follows him. It needs to be fans that are given the opportunity to to have a say in their football clubs. That's it. It's simple. The and season ticket holders is a very straightforward thing for them to pull. Mm. Just just give the season ticket holders the veto. That's all you need to do. That's all. That's, that's essentially what the fifty one percent is. It gives you the veto. Mm. Nah, okay. What do you think of this? What do you make of this initial reaction to, to what's being said here by the Premier League, this owner's charter, which, I mean, obviously isn't the same thing as, but it seems to sort of follow in the line of this fit and proper person's uh, check that they're supposed to do in the first place. This is the kind of the step after that. So once you've passed the test, which the Glazers did, which the owners of Barry Which Taskin Sinawatra did, did yeah. and he was an actual crook. Yeah. And he's no allegedly there. Which, he's like, Interpol want him. Yeah, uh, and the owners of, of, of a lot of... Was it Villa owner? Was it Randy Lerner who was? Or I can't remember who it was in particular, but there was someone who... Has anyone failed it? Icelandic who completely fucked up, didn't he, during the, the but recession? Has, has anyone failed it? I don't I don't, know. I don't know of anyone that's failed it. I might be wrong there, but I don't know of anybody that's actually failed the fit um, and proper person. I remember when test. Portsmouth had it. Like, they went, didn't they go through nine owners in a season or something? Yeah. And like some of those people didn't even have any money. They just yeah. applied and pretended and, you know, got accepted. So, yeah. So, th so that's sort of the entry yeah. point. That's meant to stop bad owners getting in the game in the first yeah. place. This is the next step after that where it's like, right, you're in. We've allowed you to be in. You've, you've passed our really stringent checks and tests that haven't allowed any clubs to go into administration. <laughs> they, um, even, they can't even Google them. No. Um, <laughs> exactly. Um, so you've passed that. The next step is you have to write down this. You have to sign on this line to say you're not going to fuck off to some Super League. You're not going to do any of that. Yeah. This is a protection for the Premier League, yeah, not, not the clubs. Not for fans. Oh, or fans. For fans yeah. yeah, of course it is. And it's like, you know, they'll probably, probably, sorry, probably paint it as... Apparently the, the Newcastle takeover for Saudis, they failed it, but on what? Was that on the fit and proper person test or was that another thing? I don't know. It seems a bit... I don't know really the saw of what went on there. I don't even know if that's definitely dead in the water. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this seems like... It, I don't know... I'm a bit underwhelmed with it and a bit sceptical because, mm. it, you know, it sounds like, okay, this is going to stop the European Super League, which is a good thing because we don't want to see another European Super League pop up. But like Steve was saying, if it's just putting the power of making decisions into the hands of the Premier League, then I don't have a lot of faith in them either. And I think that, th that they could make decisions based on, you know, financial gain yeah. just as easy as the clubs can. So They try to. Yeah, so it's like, okay, it's, you know, maybe it might be a step, a step, a small step in the right direction. But... It's, it's it's not sort of anything that's going to get me excited or make me feel like, oh, yes, we're winning. And uh, certainly the, the sort of main focus for Manchester United fans, as always, will be getting rid of our owners, not not sort of, you know, the Premier League having more of a say in formations of new leagues. That's my personal opinion on that. Yeah. Um, there's been a few more things that have happened. Um, what else now? I know there's been a lot going on in the last 24 hours. Uh, about half an hour ago, 45 minutes ago or so, United issued another s a statement as well. Uh, let's go into that a little bit because there's been, like I said, so much going on today. We'll sort of take you yeah, through yeah. things. I don't like that. What? I, I read United's statement. I don't like it. Okay, well, let's let, let well, people I hear it. A, seen a it, little so clip, yeah. snippets of it from people. It's quite a long thing. Check it on their website, on their app. Uh, they've said the majority of our fans have and will condemn criminal damage along with any violence towards club staff, police or other fans and these now become a police matter. The club has no desire to see peaceful protesters punished, but will work with the police to identify those involved in criminal activity and will also issue its own sanctions to any season ticket holder or member identified per the published sanctions policy. Information on rescheduling of the game and any possible implication on other fixtures will be announced after the discussion and agreement with the Premier League. And the statement finishes, uh, we remain committed to dialogue and engagement with the fans through the fans forum and other appropriate channels. 
Well, you've got you got four minutes now. There. Those appropriate channels you've got four uh, four minutes, four days, aren't they? Until they respond to yeah. the fans' for demands or requests yeah. or whatever you want to call them from last Friday, they give them seven days. So if, tr- yeah. if that's true and that's uh, they're, they're sincere about responding to the fans for him, then they've got the ideal opportunity to do well, that. Well, yeah, they've got till Friday. Yeah. They, they've hit with four points. Let's talk about that in a minute. Okay, but I just want to hit back on point. some of those points. Okay, go on because there's, um, there's a big point that they made at the start as well, which I go on and reread it. Yeah, so this is uh, I'm talking about how the players got onto the pitch, because that was a general thing about the, the protest itself. But this was more detailed. They said, following yesterday's events, uh, while many fans wanted to exercise their right to protest and express their opinions peacefully, some were intent on disrupting the team's preparation in the game itself, as evidenced by activity at the Lowry Hotel and at the stadium. Reports in the mainstream media and social media that protesters were able to access the stadium and the pitch via a gate opened by club staff are completely incorrect. After breaking through barriers and security on the forecourt, some protesters climbed the gate at the end of the Munich tunnel then forced access to a side door in the stand before opening an external door that let others through onto the concourse area and the pitch. A second breach occurred when a protester smashed the door of a disability access lift enabling a group to enter the stand. Um, so two sort of different points. One is on the protest itself. One is a, a bit more detailing or you know their side of the story in terms of how access was gained to the pitch. Thoughts? Um, however access was getting to the pitch, whether someone left a door open or... They're not very clear when they forced access. That could just be like, let us in. All right. Yeah. Like, or it could literally be volleying a door off. But they're metal doors. You're not forcing entry into that without equipment. So I'm not necessarily buying that. On the... Uh, the I reckon there's going to be giving banning orders out left, right and centre for anyone that they can identify going on the pitch. Do you reckon? I reckon. I absolutely guarantee that they do, yeah. I would definitely be thinking that that's going to happen. But on a general point on the whole, I knew that the club, and I'm seeing it with certain outlets, but not all of them, certain outlets, sort of hamming up this violence against the police. There was no violence until the police turned up. You know, there there was discussions amongst fans, there was arguments and things like that, but there wasn't violence. And the violence, I think, started with the police... And a lot of it, I think, is in terms of the police do not respect football fans. They go in straight away hard. And that's actually, it's, it's very much a football problem. But we saw it at the vigil for the um, for the lady that was attacked by the, the policeman down south. Oh, yeah, the yeah. vigil for her yeah. was heavy-handed police when it was just a vigil. Like, they seem to want to go in heavy-handed as a first option all the time. I saw the, the video of the guy that crosses his arms on the forecourt yesterday that kind of went viral a little bit. You seen mm. that one, Joe? Yeah. Who ends up getting floored by yeah. the police. Sarah, like, Sarah Everhard, by the way. Was sorry, the, yeah. yeah the, so, I trying to remember it. I, I'm seeing a lot of police on support of violence. I haven't mm. seen one. Not one. I haven't seen it. I'm not saying it didn't happen, but I haven't seen it. I haven't seen one attack on a policeman by a supporter from yesterday's game. I have seen a lot of police smashing teenagers and blokes and unarmed supporters with batons. We've all seen the one where they dragged him round the side of the van, I'm assuming. Yeah, Tommy here with a super chat says, did you see the video of the GMP taking a fan to one side and beating Now, for starters, someone that's been arrested once or twice, mm. I know that they're dragging you around the side of the van is so you end up getting a bit of a kick in. Mm. That's a, a tactic that they use. The fact that they didn't arrest him in sight of everyone else... They'll say, oh, it's, it's for officer safety or something like that. It might be, but it's also so you can give the guy a bit of a kick in. Pinning someone down with three or four of you and punching him while they're on the floor is fucking cowardly, right? 
it's, it's not on. And I would call any soldiers out when I served, if that happened. You've got to be above the law to enforce the law. You can't be reproachable in any sense. It's a hard job, and I wouldn't want to do it, and I don't envy those that do, but you can't break the law to enforce the law. That's not how the fuck that works. You have to be irreproachable in your actions. You have to be better than everyone else to enforce the law. You can't be worse than that. And then the police officers that sort of shoo away the cameras. Sorry, you're, you're, you're party to a crime here, and you're not allowing people the right to film wherever they are in public. I think that was a little bit of police overstepping the mark, and I don't like that. The, the, I mean, the club's always going to say this sort of thing anyway because there was obviously some damage to property. The way the club has come out is how some uh, some outlets are echoing this thing. Oh, there was all of the, there was attacks on stewards and there was attacks on police. And this, was there? Was there? I mean, I think I'm. I've only the only, I've not seen any footage of any attacks other than police, um, like you saying with batons and the kid, the kid who got dragged to, down the side of the van um, and punched when he was on the floor. I mean, we saw the pictures of the guy with stitches. I think we've all seen that the the copper with stitches, which yeah, you know. When did that happen? I don't know. I'm, I'm, my point is that's the thing. My point is going back to what you you were asking is that I haven't seen I haven't seen any physical sort of attacks on police. That could have happened and Friday also, night. also. It's almost like impossible if you're in a situation where you've got a protest going out where there's thousands of people that some people aren't going to get injuries. And I'm not condoning it if, it if he has been a bottled or whatever. I'm not condoning that at all. But people get injured during protests and stuff. There's probably been fewer arrests from what I gather yesterday than there was when United play Liverpool normally when there's fans are. Mm. Or, or when they just you know opened I mean? Northern Quarter for booze. Yeah, so on, I don't think it's quite the as well. violent episode that people are trying to paint it as. I saw a lot of comments uh, saying that every, every fan who entered the pitch was drink and high on drugs. I saw that in our comments yesterday. Now, I got a lot of issues with coming out and saying stuff like that. Apart from the fact that there was children that entered the pitch in protest. You can't just say everyone's drunk and everyone's high on drugs, right? Because that's not the case. And there's a very, very, very dangerous precedent that gets set with that. You don't remember what The Sun was saying about Liverpool fans at Hillsborough. You're, you're lining up with some absolute fucking toe rags if you decide to paint football fans like that. If you decide that you're going to say all football fans are hooligans, you've got a very, very, very short memory, right? You can't put all fans in one bracket like that. You can't say... This was mindless thugs. And you, if you, you think that you believe everything, the police and some sections of the media, because actually it wasn't all, a lot of them, you know, Gary Neville uh, and even Jamie Carragher, who must have been shitting himself and the United fans steamed into Old Trafford, came out and were like, yeah, it was peaceful. Yeah. So don't start saying it was mindless violence and it was attacks and this, that and the other, and everyone was high and drinking because you're, you're really starting to sound like the sun in 1989, right? And that's nowhere that anybody wants anyone to be, right? You've got to tread carefully with that. Otherwise, you need to start examining how you listen to both authorities and the police because let's be honest, it's not like they've never lied before, is it, right? You have to start examining your relationship with fucking logic and reality because that's... That's a bit rum, that, and that's a slippery slope. That is. You yeah. can't. You can't say that. You can't say everyone was drunk. It's impossible to even. Uh, I, saw, I screenshot the message because yeah. I was no, like, "Jesus, like, look at this!" Uh, you know, all there's, there's hundreds of people in the pit. They're all drunk and on drugs. That's nonsensical. Yeah. Um, moving on a little bit, then. So the United Man United Supporters Trust um, wrote a, an open letter to 
uh, Joel Glazer. Um, I don't know if everyone at home has seen that. I'll read a little bit from that. Uh, they said that United's owners uh, need to engage in fan consultation to avoid a repeat of the scenes that we saw yesterday. Um, they said it doesn't want to stage further protest um, like the one which postponed the home match of Liverpool and Outland a four, uh, Outland a way forward with a four-point plan. Um, so th- let's get to that four-point plan, shall we? Um, number one, willingly and openly engage... Uh, this is to the Glazers. So they must willingly and openly engage and promote the government-initiated fan-led review of football and use this as an opportunity to rebalance the current ownership structure in favour of supporters. Number two, immediately appoint independent directors to the board whose sole purpose is to protect the interests of the club as a football club, uh, not its shareholders. Uh, Number three, work with Man United supporters trust and supporters more broadly to put in place a share scheme that is accessible to all that has shares with the same voting rights as those held by the Glazers family. Uh, Should the appetite be there amongst the fans, then you should welcome and offer no opposition to the Glazer family shareholding being reduced to a minority or indeed being bought out altogether. It's a little bit wordy, that that point. I I just read it on my five things and I really struggled reading that point. It needs to be a bit shorter, that. Yeah. Uh, Number four, commit to full consultation with season ticket holders on any significant changes to the future of our club, including the competitions we play in. Thoughts on those points, Jay? Um, um, th- those, the wor- those, those four points yeah. are, are the same points, I think, that four of the five points were in the fans' forum, ultimatum, other than the one, the fifth one, was that any costs incurred from pulling out of Super League would be covered by the Glazer family themselves mm-hmm. rather than the club. So that, as far as I can remember, Is those it? are those, so I don't know why they've taken that fifth one away, mm-hmm. unless maybe someone's got back to me and said, listen, there are no costs or whatever. Yeah. Um, or maybe it's, it's, that's less of a sort yeah. of a long-term or, yeah, strategy. Yeah, that's yeah. more of a sort of... Yeah, I don't know the, the reason fine. behind, but those were, yeah. I'm pretty confident, those were sort of four of the five points that were put to the Glazers um, in that fans' forum meeting on Friday. I think Edward was on the call. I know Edward was on the call and apparently looked shocked and they've got till Friday to respond. I mean, you know, we'll see what they do. I don't think they're going to and at those, but, but you know, we, you can try and ask him and you can try and sort of almost threaten him. I think it yeah. is a threat to say, if you don't, we're going to carry on doing what we're doing. Yeah. Um, but I don't think they'll be That's what I think they're waiting for now. I think we're waiting till Friday to see if we get a response. I'm not expecting one. I'm certainly not expecting what we want to hear. I'm thinking we're waiting till Friday to get a response and then sweet. Don't want to play the game? Cool. Next protest is going to be X date. Um, with those points then, some of those points are kind of echoing... What you know, Andy Burnham said to you uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, the, the the stuff about the voting rights for season ticket holders, that's kind of not necessarily off the back of, but alongside what may be uh, sort of being pushed forward in legislation as anyway. Do you think that's sort of giving the owners a chance to kind of go do this off your own back rather than you know waiting for the the government to force you into doing it because. It sounds like it might be coming down the pipe regardless. You might get some credit in the bank by enacting it now ahead of time rather than being forced to do it kicking and screaming. It's probably not going to go to well for you. Um, Do you think they're going to agree to any of these? So just uh, just quickly again for anyone who's... uh, Try and make them succinct. Firstly, engage and promote uh, uh, government-initiated fan-led review of football and use it as a, uh, an opportunity to rebalance the structure in favour of supporters. Fan-led review, yes, that'll happen. You think? De- definitely happening on the back of this regardless, so yes. Do you think? You yeah. think that legislation will get pushed? No, through? no, the fan review. It's going to be a review, so it's going to be like an investigation. Right. So the investigation will happen, definitely. Okay, okay. Uh, the second one is uh, appoint indirect, uh, independent directors to the board, which are there to promote United as a club, not the shareholders. Yep, I think they'll do that. Do you? I do. The, uh, how do you think that would work? In terms Fuck of- knows. 
Because <laughs> how, <do they laughs> how do they do anything anyway? Sorry to go backwards, but the, the first point mm. isn't about the review. It's about the structure of the ownership that's yeah. the important part yeah. of that point. That anyone can have a review and go, well, we had a review and we decided to keep things the same. Yeah, but that's what if, I think they'll do. Yeah, I think the review will happen. That, they won't be necessarily be action. Yeah, but it. that isn't what... The, the, the crux of that point is yes. we want a change in the ownership. Yeah. That's what needs to be restructured. Not we want you to look at it. It's what we want you to look at it and change it. Yeah. I think he's right. I think Steve's right. They'll do the looking at it bit, but they won't do the changing bit, yeah. which yeah. is what we want. I Exactly. That's it. Yeah. I think they'll look into it and nothing will happen. Yeah. No. Yeah. And then, yes, I do think they'll appoint someone to the board as an independent guy. But if it's like 15 people on the board, what's one guy's power? It's yeah. nothing. So, again, it's a it's a tokenism. It's, it's nothing. But, yes, I think they'll do it. Yeah. Um, Number three, then, this is working with the, the trust and fans more broadly uh, to allow fans to have the same voting rights, if not more than the Glazers. Nope. Essentially, <laughs> uh, there should, this is the key thing. There should be appetite. Uh, should the appetite be there amongst the fans, then you should welcome and offer no opposition to the Glazer family shareholding being reduced to a minority. They aren't going to do that, are they? No. Like, they're not going to just, let's, let's, we'll still own the club, but we don't get to choose anything that, the way it goes. Do you think, I mean, the 50 plus one thing, you were saying before, Steve, it can still be the case that the Glazers own the club. They just don't get to decide how it's ran. No, they don't. It's not a case that they don't get to decide how it's ran. Right. It's that other people have a say in how it's ran. Right. So it's not a case of like, they're just letting it freewheel down the road. Yeah. They can still steer stuff, but it's more of a veto than, a, than anything else. It's, that's what it is. It's a veto of shit ideas. Yeah. It's not a, you know, they're not going to be like, right, who should, we, who should we sign? Let's get on the app. Yeah. Who do you want? At half it's time, we're going like to be that. voting on Sancho or Haaland. Yeah, it won't be anything 58, like that. 58,000, Sancho. It's it, not going to be that, is it? Well, put it with, like, let's, let's speak from a, a personal thing then, because I can only talk about what we're planning to do with Paddock FC. So Paddock FC, we're going to enact this sort of membership where the members have uh, a say in how the club is going to be run. Mm -hmm. Things that we're going to ask people what they're interested in voting on. Stuff like the price of our season tickets and how I'm envisaging this happening is to go, we'll go, here's our rough running costs. Mm -hmm. Here's what we're proposing to give you as a season ticket price. And here's why. And maybe we give them option A and option B. If it's option A, that'll give us X for a playing budget, X for this, that and the other. And, and Y if we get a certain amount of you know, season ticket members. Or maybe it's the season, maybe it's the match day ticket price. Maybe our two options are seven or ten pound, mm. and we say right, okay, if it's seven pound, this is what's going to happen. We could make it ten pound though, and we make the difference that three pound from every single uh, match day ticket goes directly into the playing staff budget. Mm. Are you interested in that? And the members will then vote on that, and they might say yes, mm. they might say no. But that's the sort of thing I would imagine you get to vote on. Things like, hey, there's this made-up competition which we could never get relegated from if we join it as a founding member and it's going to yeah. absolutely screw the rest of the English football pyramid. Are you interested in us joining it? And they might go, fucking no, that's a shit idea. You go, all right, cool. Yeah. Um, so with this then, they're talking about the shareholding being reduced to a minority or indeed being bought out altogether. That's not the same as voting rights, is it? That is, that's fuck we off. want you to fuck off. Yeah, they're I, not, do you three, think, no. You that, think that, it, must have to say it. Yeah they're not going to go for that. And the fourth one is commit to full consultation with season ticket holders on any significant changes, kind of what you're referring to there, uh, to the future of the club, including competitions we're playing. And again, that's the one that Andy Burnham has been talking about, isn't it? Yes. Where it's, you have to consult the fans. You yes. have to consult season ticket He's trying to push, push that through with the, the, the culture secretary as legislation. So if they're smart and they're consulting with people at the moment, and they might even consult with the mayor off the record and stuff like that. And if he's like, listen... We're pushing this through and it is going to happen because Boris Johnson will do whatever the popular thing to do is. 
Because he's not asked, really. I don't think he. I think he could name three football teams, right? Mm. And one of them would be Aston Villa for some and, random and reason. Two of them are Aston Villa. Yeah, Aston yeah. uh, and Villa. Yeah. Um, I think. I think he will enact that. I think the government will let that one go through. So if the Glazers are smart and shit, they managed to get the, the bank to give them four fucking billion or whatever, or credit line up to that. They must have some sort of sense somewhere. If they're smart, they'll see some of this absolutely coming down the pipe and they'll they'll jump on it before they're pushed onto it. And I think that's one of them. But I don't think you're seeing them giving up a fucking carrot that they don't have to in terms of the ownership. No, I, I agree. I don't think they will at all. I think that, you know, I mean, not to say we shouldn't keep going and keep protesting, but I think we're going to have to fight. I think it is going to be a fight to get them to do something. And, like, you might be forcing it through legislation. I mean, I... I've zero confidence in Boris Johnson to help in any way. Even his comments today have wound me up about the process and stuff. But um, that might be one option is it's through like legislation changes mm. and you know maybe there is something in it if there's votes um, when it comes to us the next elections or whatever. But I don't have much faith in it. But we got to keep fighting. Um, as it's uh, for terms of the other points go, I mean, what you want to see uh, for, for starters is some sort of acknowledgement and dialogue because. You know, those demands have been issued. I think it was Ed Woodward or whoever was on the call taking them. And then what's now? Are you going to see a reply? Mm. Are you going to see an acknowledgement of we've said this, we're going to do this, we're going to try and do that. That one you might have to wait for or that one we're going to consult on. Or are you just going to see nothing? Uh, just going to see I ignorance? think you might see the whole, you know, pol political politician... We've we've looked at your uh, yeah. we've looked at your points. We've taken those on board, and here's what our plan is. And yeah. it doesn't address them individually. It doesn't address them uh, specifically. It Could will be, be yeah. Um, they won't be, come back with a four no. point reply. No. No. no, they'll come back and they'll say, "What yeah, we're point one, of we took that on board. Yeah. We'll do that. Point two, fuck off. Point three, yeah, because like, no. yeah. realistically, that's what it's kind of going to be. Yeah, It'll be a PR version of that. We've decided to freeze the season ticket prices for another year. Yeah. And actually, we're going to do a new kit every six uh, months. Yeah, that wasn't in the fucking list, mate. Yeah, well, that's you know the list isn't. We don't talk about lists. We're going to put NHS on the lights on Trafford again for you. Yeah, exactly. Fantastic. That'll do, mate. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I have very little faith at those points. But fair play to Must and all the other fans groups and everything for, you know, making demands. I think you've got to do that. Give them, put, you know, put their sort of, put it out there for them. Mm. So you're giving them something tangible where you say, listen, these are our demands now. Mm -hmm. Not just we want a better dialogue, but this. So we can see what they're doing and what their response is and whether they've met the demands that have been asked of them. Do you reckon the stewards have had a meeting today? Like the, head, so the security group have had a meeting today because someone is getting a fucking for what happened yesterday. Who was on uh, E24 then? Yeah. Like. Well, my, my, uncle got from being a, <laughs> my uncle got sacked from being a steward. He'd been there 18 years because on a museum tour, two fucking absolute bellends snuck away. YouTubers, wasn't it? Yeah, Arsenal bloody YouTubers. Arsenal YouTubers are the worst. Um, hid in the toilets. Um, and then got out for the game. So, yeah. If you get sacked this week as a steward of Manchester United, will you? You're invited to come on the podcast and tell us about how all that went down. <laughs> get in touch. <laughs> yeah, press the wrong button. I thought it said lock, and it actually said unlock. So unlock all yeah. on the southeast corner. Yeah, <laughs> we couldn't get out of the toilets. <laughs> we got stuck in. It said push, but we thought it said pull. We were pulling it. We just stayed in for the match. Um, right, let's move on a little bit. Okay. Let's look. Let's look, look ahead. Always trying to steer this. Yeah, let's look steer ahead the to the summer a little bit because football still know, rattles on, doesn't it? Short it obviously, we'll be bringing any updates on this, any reply and response from the Glazers or Wood. I mean, it's not going to be from the Glazers, is it? I mean, it'll be from Joel. I don't himself. Yeah, I would never say I feel personal. I would never say I feel sorry for Ed Woodward, but 
he's doing a shit job at the minute of having to defend Sweet. the the what is the Glazers. Yeah, you go and do it for us. You, we'll send you in. Send someone who the fans already don't like to answer for our shite. But it's, from what I gather, he's not really doing much answering. He's just sort of, you know, went in there, shell shots from what I gather. He resigned. He's resigned. resigned which but on, means the, no, he's but now on the point he's saying about facing the, the, the flak, he hasn't really had much, you know, much of that. He's okay, he's had a fans forum, mm. which he's been on, fair enough, but it's not like he's doing lots of interviews and getting no. a lot, you know, meeting with fans. Like I said, I don't feel sorry for him. No, I know, I know what the point you're he's making. He's definitely just... facing some of the Glazers' music at the minute, though, yeah. isn't he? Um, there is a rumour going round of uh, round two on the 15th and 16th of May. So clear your diaries, um, get your face paint ready, get your uh, orders in for flares and smoke bombs. And... Um, and supposedly that is when the rumoured Liverpool game could be as well. So, uh, round two. Stop it. Any updates? We'll keep you updated. Um, let's move, look forward a little bit then. Before, um, you know, before the, the end of the season, it wouldn't be right to not talk a little bit about transfers, would it? Because What? Exactly. We've got like five, six games left this season. We know the weaknesses. Have we we know what's going on. <laughs> unless they just get postponed forever. Um a few bits on Sancho. There's been a, a few updates in the last sort of 24 hours on Jaden Sancho. One was was uh, Zork coming out and Zork. saying uh, it was in reference to Haaland, but he said um, there was a gentleman's agreement in place with Jaden Sancho that we would sell him if the right offer came in. That agreement isn't in place with Haaland, so that sort of addresses two United targets. One of them saying we've we've had this gentleman's agreement, which by the sound of it was somewhat broken or damaged at least last summer when. They didn't sell him. Yeah. Sancho sulked for the first two months of this season. Um, but that, you know, is basically saying we'll sell Sancho. The rumours around that as well were that um, United would have to pay less than 100 million now for Sancho based on the form this Fucking season. Rightly so. Based on the fact they're not in the Champions League. Based on the, the continuation of the COVID crisis. Um, Fabrizio Romano said that United have everything in place to sign Sancho. It's basically just getting that fee right with, with Dortmund, which is going to co- come round again, rumble on all summer. Apparently, they're asking prices, according to Sport One, is between 85 and 90 million euros. Um, and Dortmund's deadline is before the euros, apparently. Um, so that's the latest news on, on Sancho. Are we not very similar to where we were last summer? Like everything yeah, in place are, except last summer. We are, but we're 45 million less in asking price right, than so, we were last summer. So I think we could do it, mate. Do you reckon? I do, yeah, because I... We could do it, yeah, obviously we I could know do Sancho's it, desperate not? to come to United. Will we do it, though? That's the question. I, I know this. He's desperate to come to United. He okay. wants to play for United. It was The only difference from this summer and last summer, if there is any, is maybe the price is lower, but we know the price. But do you see Are we just going to keep haggling? This, this, to me, sounds just the same, except the price is lower, but... I, I don't. I, I don't see know. I, I'm, I'm unsure on what sort of money we're going to spend this oh, summer. Okay. I really am because we should do. Yeah. Oh my god! If we if we don't sell Phil Jones, we don't sign a right winger. You know that they don't care. It's I mean, in many that. ways, it might be the sort of big shiny thing to try and distract from the shit. Well, there game. were rumors yesterday. The reports yesterday yeah, that right. um, what we've got, yeah. Rep- people sort of quoting this idea that you know, reports that United will spend big in the summer to gloss over what's happened won't be tolerated by United fans. But the suggestion there that behind the scenes people are going, how can we go out of this without changing anything? Yeah. Let's get him a big new toy, Jaden yeah. Sancho. Why don't you try that and see if it happens? <laughs> try that to start, spend 300 million this yeah. summer to start with. No, do four, 400, yeah. right? Let's be safe. Yeah. Do 400 and we'll get back to you in September. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll think. get back to you with Andy Burnham in September. <laughs> when you know we can have a bit of voting rights regardless <laughs> uh, but start with the 400 million um i wonder if if, if united will um 
push the boat out or within the, how because what boat is there to push out is the question but if there is something there if there is oh we just got an extra 20 million on the Lukaku deal they've they've just sent us that because they won the league whatever it is I wonder if United will go all out this summer because you've also got John Murta who is pretty probably desperate to make a good impression in this transfer window because everyone's going to be going right you know this this thing's happening with the Glazers Woodward's leaving Big John what you got for us yeah. And if he starts this summer with, right, here you go. That could, do you know the Cavani one? Great for him. Yeah. That Cavani summer, we're going next year out of him. That's basically a new transfer. <laughs> Jesse Lingard's come back. Oh, fuck off, Joe. Yeah. I've already seen the press release. David De Gea signed a new three-year deal. Three new and players, Pogba, that, it? Paul Pogba's gone. That's four. Yeah, but we've, we've replaced him with Mark Noble on a free. <laughs> so that's basically your new transfers. He ain't going to want to do that, is he? No. He's going to want to go, like you said, good douche. Here's Jaden Sancho. Yeah. Here's... You know, uh, a, a, a honestly, if United spend Pal like Torres. 300 mil plus, which I know is as about as likely as me spending 300 mil yeah, plus yeah, this yeah. summer, I think John Murta at their unveiling could whip his old chap out yeah. and not lose his job. No, like I think people would be like, and what? I think, Who, yeah, who's gonna massage it? That's what would be that's they're the rumors that are going around. Just emu it, Joe. Yeah, just a little bit. Um, what the fact that he's a lot cheaper, I know it's like, well, it's still a lot of money. But 45 million quid off a transfer does make a difference, doesn't it? Yeah. In terms of likelihood. Yeah. I spe- but I think you got to remember, United have probably lost quite a bit this year because of having no fans in. Yeah. You know, those Heinekens and those hot dogs, they mount up uh, over the course of a season. You're so, telling me. Um, I, I think we'll that everyone's probably down a little bit, but this is where you want to see United push. You do want to see United push. I'm I'm more annoyed that like, we came out and started. Ch- I think we had one it that come out and start chatting all sorts of shit last year. We can do things because of our financial positions other clubs can't do, and then sign Cavani on a free. Fucking nice one. Mm. Like if you'd have said nothing and just signed Cavani on a free, everyone goes decent. But you said we could do some mad shit. Where's the mad shit? I want the mad shit. Yeah. So it's, it's quite rare. Isn't it shit. For, I mean, obviously, I fucking despise the owners and everything, but it's quite rare for us to have back to back sort of summer transfer windows where you don't go for it. Mm. You usually have one where you go for it and one where you don't. And when you say go for it, spend 100 million yeah. to 150 yeah. million. Like yeah. That's been the sort of the MO of this these owners since 2000 and whenever. But that doesn't mean it's out of the question mm. because they might go, well, COVID, pandemic, look, things have changed, everything's mm. different. But I, I, I think... We're we getting that get Champions League money. Yeah. which was always a thing and talking about the, the sponsorships and that sort of stuff of how United get paid less when we don't get in the Champions yeah. League that sort super, of thing. No, man. no, we're not getting that. Would, the, would that matter, the, the team viewer thing? Would that have any bearing on transfers, do you think? I don't think so because it was, off the top of my head, it was like about the same as what we signed right. with Chevrolet, was it? No, it's, 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 it's 15 million a year less. Oh, it was right, 60 okay. a year, now it's 45, I think. Well, but they, they said that opens, up, that opens us up for a, a car sponsor. But <laughs> they also came Cheers. out like, hey, that's the biggest deal anyone signed in a pandemic. Yeah. All right. In a pandemic. Once every hundred years. Biggest deal anyone has signed in 92 font. Yeah. In a pandemic, six font. You're like, yeah. zoom in Just, on that bit. What do you mean in a... Oh, so it's not the biggest deal. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah. It's, like, it's like me going, oh, we did the best deal anyone's ever done today on a bank holiday Monday in 2021. Yeah. <laughs> in this room. Um, we've got a couple of uh, super chats from uh, a little bit ago. So it's talking about... The, the protest. Madra21 says, the only person on drugs yesterday was Graham Souness. Uh, that isn't allegedly, but he was talking absolute... 100%. Oh, he's not uh, on his drugs. That's yeah. his problem. Peter Kelly, if they don't reply to the demands by Friday, do you think there'll be another protest like that before the Leicester game? I think if they don't reply to it, then there will be. And if their reply is 
cheap and what's hollow. That? What's this well one here? As well. uh, Golden Axe Mark says that Steer's a modern no. day Che Guevara. I agree with that. What's really? the other one? Um, Doesn't Stephan, he die at the end of the film? Um, he dies at about in 90. Yeah. Oh, I can't fucking wait 90 years old, so he's, done, he's, he's, he's lasted longer than you will. Who? Che Guevara. Good. Oh, no, I'm thinking no, of... No, he doesn't. Who's, his, who's his mate? Oh, Perfect. Fidel Castro. Yeah. yeah. That's who you want to be. You don't oh, want to no. be Guevara, you want to be no, Castro. Yeah, yeah. Trying to start yeah. a revolution. Yeah, in my yeah start on. a revolution, dead in my 30s. High five. Cuba. Uh, Stefan <laughs> Johan Jonstad. <laughs> I'm off to Cuba. That's you, going to do your little revolution. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on Schmeichel's comments? Oh, I haven't seen them. Apparently it's gone off, though. What's so he said? What's he said? Disgraceful are the only word I can think of. I, I started watching him, but my head Cameron, began to Can hurt. we get some quotes from Schmeichel, please? Okay, we will look at some quotes for that um, in a minute. Um, you said before about how we tend to have a shit transfer summer and then a good transfer summer. Or I yeah. say shit and good, but yeah. you know, spend a bit more, spend a bit spend, less. Yes. We've just had our spend a bit less. <laughs> Undoubtedly. If we now have another spend a bit less, yeah. with the atmosphere around Old Trafford at the moment, with the way the fans are, I almost think they have to spend their way out of this a little bit. Because if they go... Right, what we mm, so we've got thirty for we've got twenty five for Jesse Lingard, love that. We've got thirty five for De Gea. We've spent forty on him, twelve on him, and a couple of frees. That's carnage in it. Yeah, that's like we aren't accepting no. that. No. You're gonna get drowned in the ship canal. Allegedly, it, so yeah, it kicked right off. I think and there'd be a reaction. So Especially do you think they with might fans being back in the yeah, in sorry. the ground where you might oh, have fans going. Wait. Right, well, okay, we're not going to do that. Mm. We're not. We're not going to do that. We're not no. going to come back. People are going to start storming the director's box. Yeah, and all sorts of it's shit. It's, like, it's going to be mint. You could have had that movement yesterday, where the level of the, the protest and the angle was out there. Had fans been allowed in the ground, that could have been like, well, we're not going in. Yeah, do you know what I mean? That could have been a different. Oh, idea. We're not fucking coming yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. something like that. But one well, steward for every you know, 200 people. You saw it at Arsenal, didn't you, when like, they stopped going? That's when it was really like the, the end for Wenger. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I know this is different because he's not a manager, but maybe that'll be a reaction if people just said, right, listen, we're just not going to fucking go back. So you've got a permanent pandemic until you saw it. Um, let's have a look at some Peter Schmeichel quotes that have yeah. been sent through by Cameron Waters. Let me go through all of them before I get your response. Right, it might take on, a minute or two here. Uh, this is to CBS Sports. Peter Schmeichel, Manchester United legend. Because I know he's on GMB One of the greatest goalkeepers of all time. Like, fucking perfect place for him, isn't it? Yeah. He said, the club will be, I don't know, three, four, five billion dollars. Who's got that kind of money? Uh, if you look at potential buyers, are they going to make it much better? It's going to be different. There are examples, but they never bought in at that price tag. So far, I would agree with most of this. Well, he's lost me already, but go on. Why? Are they going to make it better? What's well, there's a chance about? you can get owners that actually don't improve things, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, but that's... Like, yeah, are they we have them. It? Yeah. Are they going to make it any better? Well, yeah. They probably are, aren't they? Probably. Fucking Fritz right. will but do a better job yeah. tidying up our place. Okay, we'll ignore that, delete that. What do you mean live? Why? Um, I would rather that we work with the Glazers because I think there's a willingness within the family. Work with the Glazers to make this football club uh, is what it is supposed to be. I think everyone feels that the Glazer family is a little bit too detached from the club. They are there now and again, uh, but they are not there every week. You never see Joel Glazer come out in front of the cameras and talk about the club, and I think that frustrates the fans a lot. We have this ownership, but from the outside, it looks like the owners don't care that it's just about the money. I don't think that's completely the case. I think they're very proud of their ownership of Man United. I just think there is now need for restructuring and how it's being operated. He also said, I don't think the diehard fans were the ones inside the stadium. I think they're idiots, troublemakers. None of them will remember good times. Some of them weren't even born when the Glazers took over the club. Wow. The diehard uh, fans, the true fans, keep voicing your opinions. 
So it just clicked off that. Uh, but keep it at a proper level. Don't be stupid about it. Don't demand something which is unrealistic. Keep up the pressure. Keep up the ideas. What we've learned from the last two weeks is if we stand together and show our position to ideas that we don't agree with as a massive group, it does have an effect. Um, this is an incre incredible opportunity to now change direction, something that I think has been needed for a long, long time. Sure. Jay Marty. I mean, That's you know, the my, words of, not me, the words of Peter Schmeichel. You know Michael. my thoughts on Peter Schmeichel. I can't fucking stand him. And I've never forgiven him for Cartwheeling in front of United fans and the derby when he was playing for Manchester City in the Beatles. So that's not going to change my opinion of him. I think he's a fucking idiot. Steve? The key point there is I would much rather we work with the Glazers because I think there is a willingness within the family. Um, the fact that he's like, I think yeah. they're proud of their ownership of United. I think they're very proud of their ownership of Manchester yeah, United. Yeah, and I, I think just Mickey think Quinn's proud of owning racehorses. That's why They both fucking so well. treat them the same. Exactly. And there's no allegedly about that, Ricky Quinn, Mickey Quinn even. Mm. Starves horses. Yeah. It's pretty mad hearing a player talk like that, isn't it? It's yeah. like that 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 comes across. It as couldn't be worse if he tried relationship if he, with like we know he's a closet city fan anyway, but it's obviously coming to the front now. It's like, well the fans inside the stadium, they're not real fans. The mm. Glazers, yeah, they're all right. I think they are proud. Proud of it. Yeah, people yeah. people are yeah, maybe aren't someone real else fans. won't be as good as them. People would risk arrest for trespass for not being a real fan. Everyone who's there was Surely a real fan. Dick. That's why we were there. Yeah, the, that's the opposite of what he just said is true. You're there protesting because you're a fan, because you love the club, because you care, and because the owners don't. That's why we were there. That's why we were protesting, and that's why people did what they did. You might not agree with some of the methods they used, but they did it because they love the club, mm. and because the owners don't love the club. If the owners love the club, we wouldn't need to be there. If we didn't love the club, we wouldn't have been there. Fuck so everything me. he said is fucking stupid and rubbish. Yeah. If I want more fucking quotes like that, I'll ring Paul Ince. That makes Paul Ince look like King Professor Stephen Hawking on a good day. Which is a you know, very good day, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Mind-wise. Yeah. He's dead, though, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, but the good days, good that's day what he said a good alive. day, was 1971. Yeah. Before he, you know. Five and a half thousand watching. Let's see if we can get to 2,000 likes. Um, plenty of people um, in the chat as well. Um, it's what are some people are saying in the chat? Well, we don't just read super Yeah, well, people there. saying that uh, apparently Schmeichel... Uh, is on the United payroll. Someone said, that sounds like the sort of quotes from someone who's looking for a job in the future. Uh, Isn't he still an ambassador? Sh yeah. Shaz says, yeah. Keen Skulls, Neville are the ones who comments matter to us. Um, we've got a podcast with Rio coming out in the morning, mm. uh, which we did this morning. Um, and, and I was really hopeful Rio would come out and say, I back the fans, uh, because I was thinking, I don't want to start my fucking Monday by arguing with a United legend. I'm thinking that, I don't know what he's going to say it. But he is a fan, the winner. He is. And he goes, I stand shoulder to shoulder with the fans. And I was like, thank fuck for that. <laughs> that would have been shit, wouldn't it? Yeah. No. If you had to sit on that podcast like that. Well, I heard we arguing with him. When we yeah. argue in a group chat, it's fine. But like, you don't want to be arguing on camera with him. Um, but no, he, he said, I completely back the fans. Uh, he stands right with it. It's about time fans have their voice heard. They've got to have their voices heard. And you know, he said he's a United fan. Uh, and off off it, when we finished, I said, you know what I'd really bang me is if you fucking turn up to one. And then you know, we were saying like some people can't go to them. Um, but he was like, yeah, yeah, maybe. So mm. I think that would really fucking bang if we could get him to turn up for one. What happened with that um, Premier League Hall of Fame thing as well? Why went back a minute? Listen, the, the people did a slap. The less we talk about this Premier League Hall of Fame, the better. No, but no, the thing that you did with Rio and Joel, I know it's on the list. Back in, you're David Beckham's biggest fan. Joel made the list. Oh, he made it up, did he? Yeah, he did the graphic. Right. He did the graphic. We uh, didn't come up together with that as an idea. And he just put it out there, and yeah. I thought it was like a collaborative thing. I was like, what the fuck yeah. is going on here? You mad. Right, thank you. Um, 
Casey with a good point. It says you don't have to be born before the Glazers took over to know they're poisonous. That whole thing of you weren't even you weren't even born before the Glazers. All oh, right then. So I don't understand. Oh yeah, I don't I don't care about the Busby babes because yeah. I wasn't fucking yeah. born when they all perished. Yeah, I'm I'm young, so therefore I'm thick, and I don't understand yeah, what, injustice. And also. Yeah, that's just a really stupid point. Yeah, so rubbish. Steve okay. Fletcher, any truth to the rumours Edwin has been approached by the club? Um, no one's confirmed this to me, but I have some suspicions. From conversations I've been having with people and the way they've kind of reacted, I think there is a conversation going on. Whether he means he can take it or not is another thing, but I would be very hopeful of Edwin van der Sar coming in. Did you see the interview he's done recently? He said, there's only two places I could work, and one's Ajax, one's Man United. Fulham in the dirt, aren't they? Juve. Fulham, Juve. about that? Hey, the old lady. The Dutch FA, eat uh, my ass. Wow. Because it's United or Ajax, and that's mean. it. I mean, I'd love... i tell you what would be really sad, and I hope this doesn't happen. I would love Edwin van der Sar to... Say that on ESPN, apparently. Because he... We know he at least has more of the club at heart than Edward would. That's we can be yeah. certain about that. What I would hate is, and to also, is that our best ever goalkeeper, perhaps fact. Well, yes, not a fact, but you know, we yeah, can we yeah. can discuss that. Um, I think Fabian Bartes would like oh, a word. Right, okay, um, <laughs> fucking Alex Stepney wants a word. But um, how many times do you see Edwin Van der Sar save a ball from Eusebio in a European Cup final? We know fucking none. We know gloves. Yeah, right, we know right, gloves then. on. All right then, Harry Gregg wants a word. Yeah, how many times you see someone fucking drag people out of a plane crash in Munich? That's your criteria. He's your number one. Thank you. Yes. I agree. Yeah. He should be. Also, okay, Les Seeley wants a word. How many other goalkeepers <laughs> have won the greatest <laughs> competition in the history of world football? I'll give you that. Thank R.I.P. you. R.I.P. 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 Les Seeley. Edwin van der Sar, if you were to come in and replace Ed Woodward, what would be terrible is to see the inevitable filter and therefore kind of leniency on what he would want and what the Glazers would want and how that goes. It goes Glazers, into Van der Sar, Edwin's out like, to us. I've got a great idea. And yeah. they go, cool, yeah. shut up. I've got yeah. a great idea. Oh. Have you heard of Josh King? <laughs> That's what, the, like, that would be shit to see, wouldn't it? Yeah. Because the, the fountain against uh, Edwin Van der Sar, because he has to put the sort of, he has to dilute the Glazers' ideas. But really, but, he can't do that much. He's, he would be an employee of the Glazers. So he would have to do their bidding to a certain extent. I love looking extent. at Edwin Van der Sar that he sits there in like retro Ajax shirts and stuff. Yeah. Oh mate, I don't think he'd do that though. I don't think he'd come in and do it. You don't? No, I don't like if he if he like if he was to sit down with them, they would go right. Here's our plans, and he goes, okay, what are your plans for like the next five years? And they go, well, this summer we're going to spend nothing, nothing, and then next summer we'll spend nothing now, and then th three summers down the line, depending on what happens, we'll probably spend nothing. nothing. Mm. <laughs> And he's going to go, no, I'm not fucking getting involved in that. That's a mess. That, he's not John Murta. He's not a guy right. who's like... This is the real question. You know, Anyone who sits down with him needs to go, experience. is this a real job? Yeah. Is this a real job? Because I know that Everett, mm. the conversation I had with Everett about it was, yeah, it ain't a real job. But yeah. that's that was the... No offence to Darren Fletcher at all, but that was that job, wasn't it? The technical director they, job. Not necessarily, because that was two years prior to that. Mm. So maybe the reason that they didn't appoint anyone for two years is because they just had shit ideas about what it was going to be for two years. Maybe the job Fletcher's doing has evolved. I hope so. I'm not yeah. trying to yeah, diminish yeah. what he's doing, but this is a, a the Ed Woodward job or thereabouts, which is the one we're talking about here, um, is a much different job. I don't think there's a way of putting just a a sort of a, a bloke up there as some figurehead that doesn't actually do anything. That no. is a, a real job. Needs to come in and be, yeah, be in charge. 
Yeah. And hopefully it would be. Um, a couple of super chats. Steve, any insight on Uncle Pat's thoughts on all this? That's from Miles Van Eaten. No, he's coming on the podcast with Rio soon. But Good lad. Uh, Alex Buck. Four sorry, at what point, by the way, are you going to have Rio, Vidic, Everton and Gary Neville on that podcast at once? I don't think so. What, as a back five? Like, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. The, the back f- fucking back four podcast. <laughs> um, the, the, we're doing Vidic, but it's over StreamYard because he's in Milan. The bastard. Uh, I know, I can't wait for that. You um, should have Wes on there, not Gary Neville. We'll do the Champions League final back yeah. four. Oh. Get stuck in. Alex Buckingham, how many goalkeepers have saved a three yard a goal from three yards behind the line? Roy Carroll wants a word. <laughs> I agree. Uh, that's a fair that is a very good I point. I love there. the nonchalance of what he got up like that. Yeah. Like, like that looking around like he's moving for me. Yeah. He wants this ball. Anyway. Yeah. What are you on about? Uh, what? Other way? Uh, Shut up. Hey. I can't even see the line. Talking so shite. Behind me. Um, right, that's going to be all from us today. Um, you know, we'll keep you up to date on, up to date, up to date on mm, any uh, advances in this um, relationship. This, this Fans can this, attend this, the champ- this, your, your, your Open League Champions of the World game. Can they? Yeah, but I, I don't know if it's just locals though. Like just, just Polish people. So hey, it's probably a Polish passport. Me? Yeah. Fine one. Yeah. Not yet. <laughs> Get the fucking printer out, Steve. We're off. Um, yeah, thank you very much for hey, joining us. Hey, we'll be back all week giving that's you updates. That's an on <laughs> We that's, can do that. Hey, that's, a, that's, a, that's an inkjet. <laughs> that is an inkjet. <laughs> to be honest, Gdansk always reminds me of him anyway, because it's like one of the words that he uses. Yeah. Gadoosh. <laughs> yeah. That's the one. We're Gadooshing like our way to Gdansk. We're on floor. Mm, I'll give I'm you not, Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off. Sophie Ellis, bastard. Uh, Abdullah Ibrahim, Wally of the Week. Oh, yeah. I mean, Rack is not here. We always remind us about this. Um, Graeme Sooness for me. Oh, uh, Jermaine Jenness. Ooh. Fucking hell. Do you know what? I might just make him my permanent one because every week he just spouts utter drivel. And he's, it must be saying something when he's leapfrogged over Schmeichel. But the, la- yeah. but the Glazer ship must be. The glazer, yeah, the Glazer ship. All right. Let me go get yourself some friendship. Nice. Steve, Wally yeah, of the Week. Terrible. Listen, Mr. Murder on the Gdansk floor. You're not in any position to comment on puns. Yes. Good point, well made. Um, uh, just, uh, anyone who fucking supports this, or anyone who decides to take the police narrative, anyone who just decides to go, all fans were drunk, fuck off. Anyone who it narr- lines up on that fucking narrative, you boot-licking fucking scumbag. How about, shut up. How about, you fucking Tory scumbag. How about, fuck off and take the Glazers with you. Stop sitting on that fence, Dave. And on that note, no props. We'll see you in a bit. Sports Social Podcast Network.